This is Calgary Today with Angela Cocott on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. A former Calgarian has been killed by militants in the Philippines. John Ridsdale was among a group of four hostages that had been held for a number of months in the Philippines. I want to bring in Matthew Fisher, Post Media's international affairs columnist and Canada's longest-serving foreign correspondent. Hello, Matthew. Uh, good uh, morning or good evening. It's uh, actually good night here, the middle of the night. Thanks so much for making some time for us. First of all, Matthew, so sorry for your loss because you actually called John your friend. Tell me when you met John. Well, we're not old friends, but I had known John for several years. And uh, we met each other quite a few times in Manila. Uh, John was working here as a um, an executive and then later as a consultant for a Calgary-based mining company, TVI Resources. And uh, I first met him because I was interested in doing a story about sort of the Wild West nature of mining uh, in the Philippines and the problems that he and his company had had here. But uh, uh, John had been a journalist in Canada for the Calgary Herald, for the CBC in Calgary and in Saskatchewan. He grew up in Yorkton, Saskatchewan. And... uh, he was still keenly interested in journalism and in Canada, so we often spoke about those things too, not just uh, about his work in mining uh, or the dangerous area that he worked in, which was the south of the Philippines where Abu Sayyaf and other terrorist organizations uh, uh, not only exist, but uh, but sometimes flourish and uh, and murder people as they did to John today. Didn't he even invite you to come to the jungle area of Mindanao to see the mining operation? John asked me about two years ago now if I wished to join him on one such adventure uh, in the southern Philippines to go on a road up to a mine in an extremely isolated place Uh, a dangerous place, a place rife with violence. Uh, I don't usually heed the advice of the Canadian embassies anywhere because I find them, uh, they tend to be very risk-averse. But in in this case, uh, I I knew uh, a senior diplomat in the Philippines from Canada uh, who, when I told him of my plans, uh, literally went berserk and said, you must not make that trip. It is far too dangerous. I told him that uh, security was being brought in. There'd be several armored vehicles. There'd be guys with assault weapons and in training vehicles in the head. And uh, I still got the same uh, very strong warning not to make the trip. So for once in my life, I heeded them now. And uh, I think probably nothing would have happened on that trip but the warnings are an indication of how difficult the environment can be in the southern Philippines and also in other places in Asia and southern Thailand and Malaysia and Indonesia, uh, where radicalism is not a major force, but where there are some extremely nasty groups who kidnap and murder foreigners. They kidnap because they want some money, and in this case, it appeared both the Canadian government and the Philippines said, no, we're not going to offer up any ransom. Was it last September that John actually had been kidnapped? Yes, he was taken, I believe, September the 21st, along with another Canadian, Robert Hall. Uh, I do not know him. 
a Norwegian man and uh, Robert Hall's Filipina friend, uh, a woman. And um, they uh, had been on an island resort in the south of the country. Uh, they were in a marina. Uh, John was on his sailboat. Uh, I know from having talked to him that he loved his sailboat. He loved sailing. Uh, he also loved the Philippines. Matthew, what are your views when it comes to how far government should go in maybe ending a hostage-taking? Should they negotiate with the kidnappers? What role do you think government should play when it comes to protecting nationals? It is an ugly, dangerous game, and I see it from both sides. If you pay ransoms, if you negotiate with terrorists, it offers encouragement to others. And so it is a sticky wicket because it probably results in more kidnappings more abductions, more murders uh, somewhere down the line. If you don't do anything with a group like Abu Sayyaf, they have proven before, and they proved today that they will murder people. So uh, it is a real dilemma. It is a conundrum for politicians and for diplomats. Uh, It has been in the Philippines. It was for the Canadian government. And I, I have no easy answers to that question. You have to get at these terror groups in other ways. One way is to try to take away the circumstances that allow them to flourish. Things like poverty, when they fall in with uh, radical preachers, that's one way. The other way, of course, is to deal with them militarily, to go after them, uh, to eliminate them so that they cannot carry out such brazen attacks and such ghastly attacks. In recent years, the United States had special forces troops with them, and they're now uh, trying to uh, help Uh, And uh, some progress was made, but but clearly not enough. Matthew, as always, we appreciate your insight. Thank you so much for your time today. You're most welcome. Good night and uh, good afternoon. Yeah, Matthew Fisher, Post Media's international affairs columnist. Calgary Today with Angela Cocott, weekdays at 3 on News Talk 770 Calgary.